Hello, biohacking besties. <laughs> I am going to be recording a solo episode for you today. I haven't done one of these in a long time. What I'm going to do first is just give you a little update of what's going on in the biohacking menopause world. I've just spent three months in Asia and just got to Spain now. In case you haven't heard, I am a nomad, and that means I live out of a suitcase. <laughs> but I'm going to be grounded in Spain for several months now, so that's good news. When I was traveling around Asia, I made new reels. I know you guys love these reels that I post on Facebook and Instagram, where I interview women all around the world about their menopause experience, and I edit them into a one-minute reel because I know nobody has time now and we just want get, to get on with it. <laughs> but we do have longer versions on YouTube. So go to Hack My Age on YouTube and you can find the longer reels. And I learned a lot about menopause attitudes in Thailand, Vietnam, Hong Kong, Japan, Philippines. These are the kind of women that I found during this three-month travel. So today we're going to talk about the five lessons I learned as I went through the menopause method program by the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine. Now, this is a program that's usually made for doctors. So they allowed me to take it. I was very interested and I wanted to learn more, take a little deeper dive into hormones and what doctors actually really know. And it was amazing. This, this program was created by Dr. David Rosensweet. And he's been practicing menopause medicine for 25 years. So this is somebody with loads of experience. And you can sign up for this course yourself if you're interested in doing just what I did. Uh, and you go to the iobim.com website. And there you can find a place where you can make a meeting because they have to screen you and make sure that this is a good fit. And you can also find on their website on uh, probably, I think it's actually another one called bright.live, B-R-I-T-E dot live. And that's where you can find a doctor trained in the menopause method that was started by Dr. Rosensweet. So if you do do these courses, go make sure that you use the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, and you can get a discount on it. I don't remember how much, but it's going to be definitely worth it. I am so happy with this program. Honestly, it was a really, really great investment um, of my time. And I'm so excited to share with you the five things that I've learned. I'm also creating even more programs on the hackmyage.com website. So you can go find menopause programs there already. And I keep adding to it. Now, before I jump into the five lessons that I've learned, I want you to keep in mind that I'm personally a little biased towards hormone therapy. So this course I took is all about bioidentical medicine. So you can imagine what we're learning. It's not about teaching women about menopause in general. It's, it's a doctor course, right? It's learning about, about hormones. So you must make your own research and discuss with your own doctor about the risks versus the benefits of using hormone therapy or not using hormone therapy. So just to give you a little opinion of mine in general is, is that I feel that hormone therapy, hormone medicine is still kind of the wild, wild west out there. Every time you hear somebody say something about the hormone therapy, you get confused, right? We do have some research, but not enough and not, not enough time for, for everyone to agree across the board on everything. There are certain things that, that we do, we can conclusively agree with, but for the most part, I have a feeling that in maybe 10 years from now, it'll be really clear. 
doctors will be trained. This is my dream. Hopefully they will be. And everybody will kind of know what they're doing. With these lessons that I'm going to share with you, there is so hard to choose just five, honestly. it's I learned so much. I knew a lot already, and I learned so much more. And I won't go into those obvious lessons like teaching you about bioidentical versus synthetic. It should be obvious that, that this is a course about bioidenticals, or I'm not going to talk to you about should you take hormones or not? I'm not going to talk about dosages and delivery methods. We, we dove into all of that, but that's not what I'm going to share today. So lesson number one, the first lesson is honestly, you got to find a really good doctor, a doctor who's actually trained in menopause medicine, because most doctors I've heard from doctors themselves, quote, between one and eight hours of menopause training in medical school. Do you know how many years doctors go to train in medicine, one eight hours is, is, is not enough. And it's really sad that this cohort of women are completely neglected. And when doctors are studying women's medicine, it's usually about uh, reproductive health. So if your own doctor that you've been going to for a while is not 100% sure what they're doing, when you go talk to them about hormone therapy, you got to go find a new one. Because if your doctor isn't sure, you're not going to be sure. And you're going to be rubbing creams on your body going, I don't know, is this good for me? Is this bad for me? Is this going to make me sick? Or, and you can imagine those thoughts in your head are probably not really good. So you got to be 100% sure, have that 100% in your confidence in your doctor. And that doctor should give you a really detailed and comprehensive questionnaire. You should be sending them your labs. If you've got gene reports, you can send that. I mean, it's a doctor will ask you a lot because it's not just, let's look at your sex hormones. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. So if you don't have a doctor that you're 100% confident with, then go and find one online. I've got a resource on my website on hackmyage.com and the little freebie section on how to find a doctor. Okay. Lesson one, get a good doctor. That's so important. I think it's pretty, pretty important. Lesson two, plan for multiple sessions. You need a minimum of two sessions with a doctor, like one long one in the beginning to just say everything about your menopause experience and maybe your medical history. And then you have a short one to follow up. And as I learned, only 25% of the doctors that give you, uh, 25% of the prescriptions that a doctor gives you is the actual perfect dose for you. 75% of the time, you need tweaking. You need to increase estrogen or decrease progesterone or add in testosterone. I don't know, but it's not going to happen for 75% of us in the first session. The second sessions, following session should be much shorter. Okay. The doctor is just kind of checking in on you. How are your symptoms and what are you feeling? And then of course you have the annual follow-ups. So your doctor may give you one year of prescription. So you don't have to go and contact them every time, but they'll usually give you about a one-year prescription. And when it comes to these multiple sessions, I think most likely you'll have three because you'll probably wind up tweaking it on the second time because there's 75% of us who don't get it right. And then you need the third one to follow up as well and, and see if this is the right dosage for you. So you got to stay in real close contact with your doctor in between these sessions and your doctor should be open about that. And when you do have this session with them, Make sure you really discuss hard the risks versus the benefits of using hormone therapy for you in your case and the risks and the benefits of not using hormone therapy. Because when we don't, 
of course, what do we do? We continue to have loss of energy. We poor sleep. We can continue to be moody, got low libido, weight issues, metabolism, sarcopenia is up there on the clock, vaginal prolapse, bladder infections, incontinence. This is what so much as Dr. Rosensweet has been seeing in his patients when they are coming in without any, any kind of hormonal support. Osteoporosis, of course, is a big one. Your arteries, your cardiovascular health, and your brain health. Everything functions thanks to your hormones, right? And the hormones are off or they're gone. Nothing's functioning optimally anymore. So going back to the doctor, you got really got to be 100% confident with your decision and make sure it's right for you. Now, lesson three, self-titration. What does that mean? You are the master of your prescription. You got to learn how to self-titrate with the help of your doctor, right? Because you should have a little leaflet. And if you don't have one, let me know. You can contact me, DM me, or go to the Facebook page, Biohacking Menopause. In the file, we have a list of hormone sufficiency, overdose insufficiency. This is an individualized prescription, tailor-made program for you. There is no one-size-fits-all general prescription that doctors give females for menopause. It is a self-titration thing to try to figure out, do you need more or less estradiol? Do you need more or less progesterone? Do you got to add some testosterone or not? So much goes on here. And, and just by the way, if you are starting off, just starting off taking estrogen and progesterone, usually those two go together. Don't ever take estrogen alone. That's another big lesson here. You need progesterone to balance it off. But I would say the way we, these doctors were trained, I have to agree, is that start taking um, your estrogen progesterone before you add in testosterone. Testosterone can be influenced by the estrogen that you're taking. So you may not need it, right? You may, libido may go up 
or muscle building can be a little bit easier with just estrogen and progesterone. And of course, you can always test and, and make sure, but I would add in testosterone a little bit later. Now, lesson four, sensitive types, okay? Are you a sensitive type? Meaning, are you going to feel sensitive to the hormones that you're getting? And you'll probably know because you're sensitive to everything. Sensitive to food, sensitive to caffeine, sensitive to medicine, sensitive to a lot of things. It's a very small percentage of people. But if you are one of those, you definitely want to go low, meaning starting out low dosages and go slowly, okay? Because you're going to probably feel it a lot faster than anyone else. And so often I do hear women saying, I took hormone therapy or I started and I felt worse. And so they stop. They don't even tell their doctor. They just say, this is not for me. My body's rejecting it. And this is not true because actually you just haven't found your optimal dosage, right? Maybe you overdosed and maybe you are still underdosing um, and your, your hormones have been depleted even more. So this is why you got to really stay in close contact with your doctor. And if you're a sensitive type, you may just feel that as well. So you got to stay really, really tight with them. And if you are a sensitive type, again, you need to ask yourself also, what is inside the jar? Okay. What or the tube or the spray or whatever it is that you're putting on your body, right? Because usually 0.3% of what's in that jar is hormones. And 99.7% is the carrier, right? What is the base? What is the carrier of the hormone, okay? It's usually 400 times as much base as there is hormone. So this base very often doesn't matter if they're compounded or FDA approved or whatever. The base is usually solvents in there. There's absorption chemicals, chemicals in there so that you can absorb it better, um, to stabilize it, to have it have a uniform consistency in there. There's alcohol, acetone, polymers. Um, carbapol is one of the most common. And these solvents may be toxic. And, and if, especially if you're a sensitive type, you may be reacting not to the hormones, but to the actual chemicals in there. And that's when you may want to consider getting a, a compounding pharmacy to make you some special formulas using organic oils, which is totally possible. Not, not to scare you that, okay, all these things are toxic, but it does, when I learned this, I said, well, this is, makes perfect sense to me because especially in the biohacking community or the wellness and health community, we're always talking about the toxins that are in our makeup and our lotions and our shampoo and soaps and try to buy more natural things and with less chemicals and less compounds. And here we are slathering this gel or this lotion on our bodies day in and day out, multiple times a day sometimes. So we have to question what is it that we're actually putting on our bodies outside of the hormones? And if I have a choice, I, I would choose something a little bit less toxic because I think over oh, the accumulation over time is, you know, maybe go not a little bit in the beginning, right? And then over time, there's this compounding effect. So I think it's about one gallon a year if you're using just even a tiny amount um, of stuff on your body. So lesson number five, testing, okay? Testing is so controversial, right? What does that even mean? What are you testing, right? Most people are just thinking, oh, let's just test our hormones, okay? Testing our sex hormones is what you're thinking about, right? So testing is key. And, and the controversy 
usually lies between the Dutch test, that's the dried urine test of comprehensive hormones, not to see if you're actually from Holland or not, Dutch, right? D-U-T-C-H. And then there's the 24-hour hormone urine test. And that's where you pee in a cup over 24 hours, you send it to a lab, and they give you the results of your sex hormones that are in there, and sometimes other hormones as well. And then it tells you the metabolites, right? And, and Dutch test also tells you about metabolites. It's not just amount of, of estrogen and progesterone or testosterone that's running through your blood. That's a serum test. It's actually telling you how these hormones are converting, right? The metabolites, are they going down a safe pathway? Are they going down a dangerous pathway, right? And there's corrections that we can make once we have this information. So you have to have confidence with your doctor, whatever that is. Personally, I think they're both great. Um, if my doctor prefers a Dutch, I go for a Dutch. If they prefer the 24-hour hormone urine test, fine. As long as you're testing, because I think that's really key. You will know if these hormones are working based on how your symptoms are. If they're alleviated, great. But are the levels sufficient to protect your bones, your brain, your heart, your breasts, your uterus? You won't know if you don't test. And is it too much? Sometimes women feel high. They feel so good, but actually their estrogen levels are way too high. Again, testing will, will let you know. And, uh, and so you want to stay in that little safe Goldilocks zone. And testing with your hormones with just the blood is certain times it's good, sometimes it's not so great. It fluctuates way too much in perimenopause. And when you're in menopause, you'll pretty much guess they're all gone. So it's not that helpful. Again, if your doctor likes to do it, do it. If not, no big deal. And if you're on testosterone, I do recommend serum testing at least, all right? You're gonna see if those levels are. And it's not just testosterone. There's a whole testosterone panel that you take, the free testosterone, meaning what, not only how much testosterone you have in your bloodstream, but how much is actually available or free, right? And to be able to use. And then there's um, uh, sex hormone binding globulin to see, again, is that if those levels are high or low, the doctor will know what this means. But SHBG is sex hormone binding globulin. And then you may also want to be testing your thyroid, a full thyroid panel. And that's minimum, minimum would be TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, free T3 and free, free T4. Okay. And then there's others if your doctor wants them too. If you have thyroid issues or if you have cholesterol issues, those two go hand in hand. Testing is not only about your sex hormones, right? Testing is about your whole body. They all work together. It's not like the sex hormones just sit there in a corner and they don't have anything to do with the other hormones in your body. It's a full symphony. So if you have a cholesterol issues, then you of course want to include a full lipid panel that has your total cholesterol, your HDL, your LDL, your ApoB, ApoA, and, and, and your doctor again will hopefully will be versed in all of this and know how to translate it. And if it's if he or she isn't, then it's time to find a new one. Fasting insulin is another great test to get. HbA1c. Okay, these are all about your blood glucose levels. How is your pancreas working? And again, if your menopause symptom is weight gain, then maybe you got to figure out where your insulin is going. Right? Cortisol is another great hormone that you may want to test. And then testing is also very important to do your breast scans, however you do those, mammograms. I did a great podcast with um, Dr. Felice Gersh, and I'll see if I can, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So you can go listen to that all about mammograms. 
whatever, get your breast scans, your uterus ultrasound, right? Especially if you're on, on estrogen and progesterone, right? We don't want to have a buildup of the uterine lining. Bone scans, of course, we're concerned about osteoporosis. So go and get your bone density scan as well. I did another great podcast uh, with Dr. Doug Lucas about different types of bone scans. And I'll put that link in the show notes as well. And you could go check that one out. Other tests should be done based on your own individual health. So when you make this appointment with your doctor about menopause, they should be sending you this questionnaire and you should be filling out a lot of information and sending them any of your other health issues. If you got none, okay, great. Then um, the doctor will just let you know what they need. But I would encourage you to um, make sure whatever you may have on hand, send it to the doctor so they have the information. So that's it. Okay. Those are the five, five things I learned in this course. There's like a hundred more and I'm putting this all together in little reels on my, on my Instagram and my, my Facebook and TikTok and all that. So you'll be able to find those as they come out little, little bite-sized bits of information, but to wrap up number one, get a good doctor. Number two, plan for multiple sessions. Number three, learn how to self-titrate with your doctor. Number four, if you're a sensitive type, you may want to consider compounding with organic oils um, and be aware to go low and slow. And five, testing. And it's not only your sex hormones. So that's it. If you are interested in this course that I just did, it's called the Menopause Method course um, on the iobim.com website. It's in an Institute of Bioidentical Medicine. And if you are looking for the doctor, you can find a menopause-trained doctor at the um, bright.live website. I encourage you to use the code Zora, Z-O-R-A, for a discount. You can sign up to my programs, which are, uh, I've got the, the Hot Flash Masterclass, Short and Sweet, and then I got longer programs for energy and to reboot your energy and fight that fatigue. And you learn so much more about how this affects all the other symptoms in the body. And you've got loads of free stuff too on the Hack My Age website. Join the Facebook uh, group, Biohacking Menopause. Loads of uh, wonderful women there who share one, great stories and help each other out. And I'm also considering an upcoming membership program where we can meet regularly and uh, I bring you some personalized uh, treatments from me, as well as advice and information from some of our podcast guests and special people who know a lot about menopause medicine. So thank you for listening and I will see you next time.